Hello and welcome back to Files of Skira. I know it's been a very long time since uh, we've been here. It's been, what, six weeks? Something like that? It's been a while. It's It's been crazy, and there's been a lot going on. I know we went on a little unscheduled hiatus for the holiday season, but we're back now. But we're going to have a lot more to talk about, you know, scheduling and how episodes are going to go after the episode. This is a very informal episode like some of our previous ones, but it's kind of hard not to talk about the storming of the Capitol, the, the failed stupid coup that happened, which is why we are very informal right now. Of course, I have myself, Aaron, and I have Vlad with me today. Hello. How you doing, Vlad? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'd say these last few weeks were really busy at work, so I've been, you know, holidays are always uh, kind of chaotic everywhere you go, so... I mean, long story short, we're both pretty drained from everything that's been going on. Yeah, things yeah. are back to normal. Well, uh, mm, relative. Mm, it's hard to even say that because not two days ago, no, three days ago, we had a bunch of MAGA idiots storm the Capitol. So to say things are going back to normal, no. Yeah, yeah. Because you know this will have huge ramifications for what's going to come. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't even want to talk about it right now. I think we should just wait till uh, we get on topic. Well, I mean, this is on topic. Everything that's coming and everything that, well, you know what? Let's roll it back a bit because I am starting my own, like, um, I don't want to say political focused because it's not the intent, but a technology focused channel that brings up problems in society. That's the focus of that channel. And in trying to set all that up, I've been doing research in what happened, you know, what led up to this. So we kind of need to take it back to just before the presidential election. So remember when, when Trump was getting on stage and he was campaigning to a bunch of people saying, if we don't win, it's because they stole it. He was already planting those ideas in people's heads. Oh, he's been, yeah, from the get-go. I mean, I kind of saw it coming from a mile away, to be honest. It's, it's not... Oh, no, people who woke up saw this a mile away. Because, like, I, I didn't mean to, like, cut you off on your tra trail of thought there. No, it's fine. But, yeah, no, like, people have been seeing this for a long time. The problem is, is the people who actually have some influence and some control, a.k.a. Our, our congressmen, our media hosts, our, you know, local officials, our neighbors, our church leaders, have all been spouting the same false rhetoric. That was the ultimate problem there. Also, how many times have you heard an idiot online talking about, you know, taking the country back and, and oh, come on, this is... Well, here, here's my question when they, when they say that. It's like, take the country back from who? From what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's really funny, though, because I feel like if Biden lost the election, this wouldn't have happened. This is very true. And it, it shouldn't have happened either way. It doesn't matter who won or who lost. Neither side should have should do something like this. this oh, without a doubt. Completely uncalled for. And you know what? We, it's perfect. Um, it this, this, all this happened right after the Black Lives Matter protest about, ha what would what, you say? Like it happened back in June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not immediately after, but I think it's... But, it's, the, but the build up to this point. The build up. Happened almost immediately. You're, you're right. And it's hilarious because you hear it all the time. Like when, when it was happening, when Black Lives Matter, the... You know, uh, the death of, uh, of George Floyd, um, you hear a lot of people being like, oh, they're, they're going to burn their city down and, and it's complete chaos and, and you're never going to get your, your point across, right? And, and then like the same people, you know, whenever they, they go to the Capitol and they, they storm the place down, it's like, oh, well, you should have seen this coming or, 
Oh, you know what? I um, I'm getting ahead of myself a little because I feel yeah. I feel like we're going to talk about this. We we will. There, there's three things that I will definitely dive into with what you're saying with the BLM protest versus what MAGA protested and and you the double standard and X Y Z. There's a lot of there's a lot of hypocrisy. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get there because I have a lot of opinions. Obviously, it's me. It's it's amazing. <laughs> this, this, whole, this whole thing. It's amazing that it. I mean, amazing in the worst way. In the worst way possible. Yes, of course. It's amazing just seeing all the things going into play right now, right? All the different perspectives and people. Who, who's saying what at this time? And what did they say before it? You know? I, yeah. There's, I mean, yeah. We'll, 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 get, we'll get into that because yeah. there, there's a lot about it I want to hammer home when we get there. But you started with the BLM protests. This is whenever, the, you know, we're, we're campaigning. Everyone's campaigning for their re-election or their first election to their Congress seat. And we're talking about the presidential election. Big year. Yeah. Obviously, big year where Trump failed to be a president, failed to be a leader of any caliber. As these buildups are happening, we're seeing more and more and more that it's getting to be very tight. Democrats barely won the House. I mean, there, there's less than a, I think it's... Um, no, it's just over a two-thirds percentage is Democrats. But when it came down to the Senate, after Biden won, there was an issue. Because most of the Senate leaders happened to still be red states. But there were other states that were flipping. And so there became this big concern over one state, Georgia. Georgia was so debated because it changed the fate of who was going to lead this country. Will the Republicans get enough people to be able to block any form of legislation in? Because that's all it takes. It takes one person, you know, in a majority party to, to be able to derail any, any forms that get passed. Or would the Democrats accomplish the impossible and, and tie the Senate, making the VP the, the tiebreaker who happens to be a Democrat so the Democrats would win? How would this go about? And as they were going on, we saw Purdue and Leffler campaigning and smearing and, and you know all their hate speech and rhetoric against people. I mean, Loeffler put out ads that actually made me like Warnock more. Did you did you see these ads? I don't know if I did. Okay, these were ads saying that they were you know dangerously progressive, that they were dangerously liberal, using that. using parts of speech where. Like uh, Reverend Warnock would say stuff like Palestinian lives matter or say stuff like your vote count and stuff like that. Like that's pro that's dangerously progressive. Hmm. I really want to know what danger. Da OK, when I think of dangerously progressive, I can't imagine it, to be honest. It's um, so because because here, here's the question. Dangerous to who? I know who's who. That's what. That's the thing that nobody asks on the right. Dangerous to who? who who's Towards your livelihood? No, the people who are dangerous to your livelihood are the are the corporate assholes who rule your life in every which way and tell you that this is the only way that it can be done. So therefore, it is the best way to be done. Anything else is not the best way. So therefore, it's the worst way. That's how the that's how the logic works. I want to know who's in danger of this progressive progressive billionaires. Up oh, there we go. I oh. mean, it is the billionaires. There's over six hundred billionaires in this country versus three point what two eight million Americans. Sounds like a lot of discrepancy there. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm I'll leave my anti corporate rhetoric for another day, even though it is heavily seated in what's going on here. I got you. Because there there was so much about Loeffler that I already didn't like. She wasn't you know uh, she wasn't voted in. 
she wasn't appo- she was uh, appointed by somebody into her position because of special circumstances. The what was it? The senator before her fell ill. I don't remember why. I don't remember his name or anything like that. But he fell ill and appointed her. She took office, so she wasn't voted in. But Purdue was voted in. Purdue actually had a very strong chance of beating Ossoff. But then Trump came in and kept making things worse. Mm-hmm. He would go down to Georgia to campaign for, for Purdue and Loeffler, but in doing so, couldn't put his own ego aside. His hubris killed him in this. Mm-hmm. His hubris killed any chance of winning the Senate because it, it, I don't know if you were uh, watching the, the, all the countless live streams and debates about you know, uh, Georgia's you know, polling, whenever like the, the people's votes on the second, the runoff vote you know, were pushed in. I remember it happening. There were um, quite a few states were being flipped. And I, I mean, honestly, it's kind of hard to keep up with all of it. So you just, just it, sort it, of- it is hard to keep up with all of it, but I'm so ADD, I've been able to do it. So the way that Georgia works when it, when they do their their Senate elections is typically you would have most of your senators since they serve six year terms uh, they would be up for uh, re-election at different years so you wouldn't have two senators running in the same state in the same year it's very conflicting the re- like I said the reason it happened this year was because Loeffler wasn't voted in she was appointed in due to such special circumstances so she had to run. There was no choice. Yeah, Purdue was already up for a re-election, um, but uh, this is the thing that that scared me was because you have somebody who wasn't such a super pronounced Trump supporter. He he was more of uh, the, the 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 corporate Republican, the mm-hmm. one who who's there for business and business only. He sided with Trump, but I think that's more due to you know party affiliations rather than you know actual you know he agreed with his policies or whatever. Which it's really odd because you're right. Um, I think a lot of people who Ted Cruz. Yeah. Oh Ted my Cruz god. Ted Cruz has no. Reason. I will get to Ted Cruz. He's oh my god. There's so much to unravel with Ted Cruz from like the beginning of this whole Trump thing. I mean, he was running against Trump. I know. I know. And I don't. Trump know. called his wife a what? I was. Actually, I don't remember. Was it a dude? He called his wife countless things, but basically, it summed up to being fucking fucked. Did, did, yeah, didn't he? Did, he called. He his insulted wife his wife it, on many occasions. His and Trump's and his father. Yeah, and and he still backed him. But like I said, we'll get to Cruz. Trust me, I will get to Cruz. But uh, to, to get back into it, just real quick, the way the special election only occurred because Leffler's predecessor left in an unusual fashion. He was sick. He felt like he wasn't uh, fit for office anymore, and he retired early. So that's already why we have two elections happening in Georgia. The thing that made it even a runoff is that most states don't do this, but in Georgia, you have to get over 50% of the state majority to win. You have to get it. Neither of any campaign runs got over 50%. Originally, I believe it was when it came to Purdue and Ossoff, Purdue definitely had a league because there were less people going against Purdue. I think there was only like four people originally in that race. Purdue took the lead, but he only had like 39%. Then after that was declared, they were definitely going to to a runoff. But what surprised me was how many people were going against Leffler. There was like seven Republicans and five Democrats or something like that all running this race, including Leffler and Warnock. Well, when it came down to the runoff, they took the two biggest candidates from both parties, which was Leffler, who was already in Congress because of her special circumstance, and Warnock, 
who had been campaigning and rallying so many people behind positive messages. Now, he's a little lax on some things I think he should be a little harder on, but I'm not a Georgian. He's not my senator, so I'm not going to really get into it. But now you can kind of see why it got to this point. The reason I found out, a little tidbit, that Georgia even has their their 51% rule to to not go into a runoff is because they knew uh, way, way back when, when Georgia was like creating their legislature and whatnot, is that if you create these special conditions, um, it would be nigh impossible for a black person to win. Like that was literally the reasoning. Really? Yes. I, I don't remember the, the guy's name who created this system, but years later, whenever he was asked about it, he said, yes, this is exactly why it was created. Because say you have you know a pretty strong Democratic leader, but he doesn't make 50%, but you have three, four strong Republican leaders, and then you're forced to a runoff. All those white Republicans are going to back the one white Republican more often than, than the black you know Democrat. That was the reasoning. Wow. Yeah, and it's true. You look at Georgia's history, it's been remarkably red for years, a big part because of this. And, and so that, that that's the thing I wanted to be understood, was not even just the fact that they flipped Georgia in a special election that sh- in most years would never happen. Mm-hmm. They got Ossoff and Warnock to flip the impossible. I, I'm saying it in, in a way like I'm hoping you understand just how monumental it is. It's huge, yeah. It, it's more like like this was the nail in the coffin for Republicans. And then what Trump did next is what made it worse. I always told all my friends and family, beware the sixth, beware the sixth, beware the sixth. Because that's when the certification was happening. We all knew it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it on the news. They're talking about how Trump, way back even to the election, saying that if we lost, they stole it. And that he was talking about the sixth when they would certify. And he always said, we can change it here. We can change it here. We can change it here. What's really insane is this isn't his whole base. This isn't everybody who supports him. Like, let's make this clear. I know. No, Trump's out for himself. Yeah, he's out for himself. But there is a minority in his base. And, you know, I don't know how big this minority is. A minority could be, you know, thousands and thousands of people. Well, because the bottom line is, like, yes, it could be thousands and thousands of people. But, I mean, a minority can still be 49%. Exactly. So there's a minority in his uh, followers. Their following of Trump is cult-like. I don't even have to tell you this. No, because it's not, it's not cult-like. It is a cult. It's a cult, He is an yeah. economic-based cult leader. You're right. You're, you're completely right. Call so him what, it, th- what th- he th- is. Thank you for correcting me. He's a, it's a cult. The whole thing is a cult. It is very obvious that it's a cult. I don't know how people fall for this. Well, actually, I do know. Because it's a cult. That's what well, it does. Well, it's not just that. The reason that people fell for it is because he says good things. He calls them his people. He says he's the guy who's going to lead the way. Like, he does everything a cult leader does. He changes their name. He doesn't call them the American people. He calls them his people. Super- he changes their, their positions to say, you're poor. You're fucked over. They're the ones fucking you over. Yeah. I can change that. He, he, he leads them in this way, spouting all the good things. Things without showing them what's reality. Yeah, and it, it's the thing, it's like, well, first of all, his whole, the, the way he's running this, he is running it like a business. It's like, hey, here's a hat, buy the hat, support me, support. Isn't that really weird? How many how many presidents sell merchandise like Trump does? Like, just think about it. He created this image, you know, make America great again. The red hat, like the whole thing, it's, it's like it's supposed to hype you up, right? 
And you see it whenever they, they stormed the Capitol. You saw the, the flags, right? He, yeah, what he did is for four years, or five years, let's say, because he took that year to campaign first and then mm-hmm. won the presidency, he not only did the impossible by winning presidency in the first place, yeah. but he gave you your attire, the MAGA hats, the, the Trump flags, the, the banners, you know, make America great again, stop the steal. He had been doing everything he can to give them everything, to arm them mentally mm-hmm. to be prepared for this. There's a reason why Trump's 40% block is important. And we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second because the 40% block is exactly what, what led to the, the, the coup happening. And I want to acknowledge this now that if there's any Republicans listening, any diehard Republicans listening right now who try to make any excuse or downplay what happened, like somebody very close to me did, downplay what happened by saying, oh, that wasn't really a coup or it's just a bunch of idiots, it's whatever. You don't acknowledge the ramifications of what happened. The last time the capital was stormed was during the, well, the, the War of 1812, when a British monarchy came back to retaliate the American colonies at the, well, the American states at the time for the Revolutionary War that they lost. Two years later, after they, they campaigned and sieged uh, near D.C., they came and burned down the White House. They burned down the Capitol. Yeah. A- and in doing so, completely smeared the idea of an American country because they, they killed our, our symbol of democracy. So when over 200 years later, it's happened again, they took the people's house and they are the most stupid, ignorant people to do so. But we were this close if if let's say let's say those politicians didn't get out of that building, they would have died. Those they would have it's been torn limb to like, limb. Like yes, that is an important thing. Of course, like they there were people going for Mike Pence's head. Yeah, there were people going there to literally steal them the ceremonial mahogany boxes that we use to hold the votes. I mean, you they saw, were going to go there and destroy them. You saw what they did to that one police officer. They dragged him down the stairs. A police officer died. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? He died from injuries sustained because of these people. And, and, and yes, I, like I said, we are going to get to that point about the, the the discrepancy between Black Lives Matter and MAGA, what happened when they went to D.C. Yeah. Like, we will get to that point. But the thing that I want to hammer in the most, and I believe Joe Scarsborough says it best, he recently, like, the, the day of, came out with a, uh, not came out with a video, he was on air, and he dropped the F-bomb several fucking times, which you don't do on live television. Yeah. He knows you don't do that on live television. He also served in Congress. I did not know that fact, because, you know, up until recently, I didn't care about politics or news or anything. Yeah. But when I found that out, I'm like, of course this man is ama- is pissed off and amazed. Of course he's angry. He served there. He knows just how valuable, not only as a symbol, but as an institution, our democracy is and the state capital is when you storm that and you wave confederate flags when you wave the rebel flag the traitor's flag you know not only just the confederate but trump flag too when you take down the american flag and resurrect a trump flag you have not only spat on the face of everyone that you say that you care about you have spat on yourself you have said that your own vote doesn't matter that you can just take it by force because this guy says you can't rudy giuliani not what an hour before this happened said let's have trial by combat what do you think was going to happen. You had a bunch of people for months coming to D.C. because you told them to, because you told them that they so, that their vote was stolen from them. You had a bunch of people saying that if they aren't going to give you what you want, we're going to take it by force. People came with guns. People came with long rifles, which is very, very dangerous. They came with Molotov cocktails. They came with two pipe bombs that they were sent to deliver at the RNC and DNC. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, when people excuse the actions of the people who stormed the Capitol. Or downplay it by any measure. Or downplay it. What I'm hearing is, so you don't... Oh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, like, yeah. we can totally do this again, yeah. as long as it's not that bad. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is, you don't care that this country was made into a circus, basically, at this point. You know, it's 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 all fun and games, you know. You can storm the Capitol. It's, it doesn't matter. It's like, whoa, so you, you don't care that we... We were making. We literally were seconds away from losing our democracy. Every second this continued. Yeah, and and you're you. It's so. Oh man, I just I keep thinking about the fact that okay, okay, if the situation was flipped and these were Obama supporters, which by the way, I've never seen anybody obsess over Obama the way that these people obsess over Trump. Here's the difference, though. We respect Obama. They love, like, dangerously love Trump. They'll do anything for him. They'll. Die for Trump, literally. Because I'll admit, like, like, yes, I like Obama. There's a lot of his policies, though, I disagree with or I felt he could have been a little stricter on. But that's what you do. You put a centrist in place and then everything's the same. It, it, but it's a conversation yeah. for, for yeah. a different podcast. The point being, no human should ever be put on a pedestal this high. No, no. But the good thing is, the higher they are, the harder they fall. And dude, have you seen everybody turning on him? We'll, we'll get back to, to 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 other details about the riots here in just yeah, a second. I don't do sim- you see how be- how quickly everyone turned on him? Dude, I do not sympathize whatsoever with anybody who who feels betrayed because I'm like, how? I don't, like, I don't either. Like, I'll, I'll I will admit, four years ago when Trump was announced president, I was one of those people originally thinking, you know what? These, these politicians aren't really helping us get a businessman and he'll change it up. I didn't realize he changed it up so fucking violently bad. Like within the first six months and all that, I really started to pick it up. Like I really started waking up. But, the, but last year was truly the most pivotal moment for me that really started to see things for what they are. And I, I, I hate that it took me this long. I really genuinely do. But I'm glad I know. I'm glad I, I can see it now. Mm-hmm. Because... At the bottom line, I always told myself it doesn't matter the person saying it. What matters is the is the outcome of what happens. This is the outcome of what happens when you let a demagogue rule our country for four years. Yeah. Because policies don't matter to him. People don't matter to him. Economics don't even matter to him as much as he says he's pro-business and whatnot. The bottom line of what matters to him is the power you give him by saying we love you. We yeah. love you. Give us what you promise. We he, love you. He knows. And I mean, when when he first started running, he even said it himself. Like, people don't care if, like, Trump goes out and decides to shoot somebody in the middle of the street because they'll still worship him. No, He can't do anything wrong in their eyes. Or, I mean, at least to a good amount of them. Right. But I've never seen any kind of obsessive behavior like this for, a, I mean, for a Republican president. Like, yeah. Or any precedent for that matter. I've not, not even Democratic precedents. Like you, you would never see anything like this. Like maybe it's a good thing that like there's nothing spectacular about like some of these guys because it's like well, no, that that's how it should be though. Yeah, our politics should be boring. Exactly. Our, our discussions about politics shouldn't be this monumental. They shouldn't be this divisive either. Be- because I mean, I mean, really think about it. Like if a person keeps trying to make a spectacle out of politics. Th- just think about that. Like, like I keep saying this is like, because I know I'm pissing off a lot of my friends and family lately, and I will continue to do so because I feel it's right when you talk about traitors. They are traitors. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Um, I want to go back to a life where I can just care about video games and whatnot and not really have to worry about who was uh, doing X, Y, and Z. But at, my bottom line is people need to just wake up, do what's right, so we can go back to the mundane. It's not hard to do what's right. But apparently the hard part is convincing them to do what's right. 
So either way, like like I said, I, I've kind of hammered in that one point. I wanted to bring up three topics real quick. Three, okay. three, three points real quick about what happened. Obviously, the first thing is the second they got in, I saw this tweet. They should consider every piece of documentation, every information that they have on their computers, every server, all that should be considered compromised and should be thrown out. Yeah. I agree with that. But I but this also means that everything about our security is done. There's a reason why so many countries had come out saying that the that the symbol of American democracy has fallen, that that we are a disgrace to what we used to be, that we are no longer, you know, the pillars that we always propped ourselves up to be because of this. We didn't see that that in I air quotes our fight to preserve our democracy and preserve our freedom, we did everything to tear it down. Yeah. We let Trump run for this line. I mean, he's done numerous things that would have gotten anybody else fired from any kind of job, right? But because like, it was Trump, we just accepted it because it's like, oh, hey, it's Trump. He's doing another wacky thing, whatever. But dude, if it was the CEO of Disney or Sony or some shit, they would be fired. They, oh, they would be gone. I mean, like, this is the United States government we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The U.S. of A. It is the biggest thing ever. And we just let anybody just do whatever right. they want whenever they're in the Oval Office? Is that that's well, that doesn't sound right. That no, not even close. It is a complete bastardization of what we're supposed to be doing. It is a complete middle finger to everyone in the United States who voted fairly, who voted for who they wanted, and wanted a better future. It is a spit in our face, even for the Trump supporters, even for them. Because supporting this, me- this uh, message, supporting this act, says... I don't care about your vote. I don't care about our democratic process. Even if that's what you think you're fighting for, that is what your actions are saying. Your actions saying your vote doesn't matter because I can take it by force if I want to. Yeah. But with that comes to my second point because this wasn't just a you know a MAGA herd you know running through capital. This was a war on two fronts about our democracy because as bad as the MAGA chuds were, the 149 congressmen that joined in to object which one of them is my own. I don't know if you and I are in the same district because I moved since, you know, since we started recording. But my district leader, his name is Troy Niels. Troy Niels needs to go. He ran on a pro-Trump platform. He ran on a very, you know, pro-white, you know, supremacist kind of message, even though he obviously didn't go out and say, hey, I support the KKK, nothing like Purdue was doing, yeah. even though she technically didn't say that. She fucking was taking pictures with, with you know, KKK former leaders. That's just as bad. But my point is, like, I did a little bit of research on this guy. Found out that he used to be the, uh, the Fort Bend County uh, sheriff uh, there. In his time there, he had been noted several times for not watching over people who were suicide risks, two people that I found had died under his watch mm. due to negligent officers who weren't, who didn't get, who didn't care. They, one of them wasn't even around when the dude was like asking for help. He left for like some two hours or so. He was gone from his post. Another one died almost immediately because like, he just he just killed himself and they didn't even you know try to do much to resuscitate him or anything. He has an astounding. arrest record for Latinos. All of his, all of his, I'm talking about his entire department, not just him, his entire department, 95% of their stops and arrests were Latinos. He would often say stuff about Harris County inferring Houston, saying that he doesn't want any of Houston influencing, you know, 
what, what's going on. In the well, I know county. what that means. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't want no Hispanics, no blacks, no gays, lesbians, or anything like that. No Muslims, no, nothing that Houston proudly supports, the diversity that we have. He doesn't want that. He ran on that, and he won. Yeah. He, he, run, he, he won against, uh, what was his name? Sri Preston Kulkarni. I love that guy. I, it was like one of the first times I actually started caring about, you know, congressmen in my area. I saw his ads and I loved it. Kulkarni called like 150 different language-based, you know, demographics and would talk to them in their language or something. I don't know the actual number. But a man who goes that far to talk to you in your own native tongue to tell you why he wants you to vote for him, that goes, I may be an English speaker, but that still, that action speaks volumes to me. That's really, like, you can tell somebody cares. You can yeah. tell there's their sexual. He went the extra mile. And we got this guy, this dumb-looking white motherfucker. I'm sorry, he looks stupid as hell. And, and he's you. supposed to represent me. I'm sorry, this racist, Trump-supporting motherfucker is supposed to represent me? No, he objected to the vote. He, along with Ted Cruz and several, like, it was like 18 other, you know, Texas uh, Texas uh, congressmen also voted, you know, to object to the count, to the certification. I can't help but think, like, as soon as Cory Bush said, I'm introducing this legislation to get them out, I'm like, yes, put my name on it. And it is. Like, there, there are petitions out there, obviously not Cory Bush's because I'm not in Congress, but there are other petitions out there trying to get these people out. I started my own trying to get Troy Neal's out. Yeah. Yeah. I look, I don't think I'm going to be the guy that can convince you to vote for me to get him out, but we got to get him out. I don't care. Give me Cole Carney, please. That guy sounded amazing. That guy cared, you know, but no, it won't happen because the district that he's in is so gerrymandered to be like literally like 90% white counties. It's never going to happen. It's just the unfortunate reality. We need to get rid of so much stuff, but it's so ingrained into what America is today. It's never going to happen. And it makes me scared. It makes me terrified. It makes me angry. That this guy, this traitor, is supposed to represent me. I want him gone. I want him out. That, that's my bottom line. I don't care. I will take nothing else. He does not represent me. Yeah, I really feel like I, I know we're, we keep we keep saying this, but yes, Donald but Trump it, is a traitor. It, it, it's and, important. It's important yeah. to hammer that point in. You yeah, can't yeah. hammer it in enough. He is a traitor. Yeah. So and, and we should do what we do whenever somebody is a traitor and kick him out. Yeah, exactly. Not only like they, this is where don't, we need to don't bring let back. him don't let him run next election. It's That's not even all. that. Like impeach him. It doesn't matter. You don't. He doesn't have to be in office to impeach him yeah. or invoke the twenty fifth amendment. Either one of these charges is enough to make him never be able to run for any elected position again ever. Yeah. But not only that, he has felony charges that are state level charges that the federal law can't touch. He can't be pardoned from that, especially with what's going on in Georgia. I seriously think, if not before the 20th, at some point after the 20th, he will go to jail. Yeah. He will. And he'll try to fight. He'll try to pay his way out. He'll try to leave the country. I guarantee you there's a very strong chance he's going to go to jail no matter what. I, I, it's just it's without a doubt. We, we cannot. I would lose absolutely all faith in America, and I will be looking for the soonest plane ticket out of here if it doesn't happen. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm speaking hyperbole here. I'm not actually going to leave, but yeah. that's how but that's how emotional I feel right now about it. That's how violently passionate I feel about getting this asshole in jail and in handcuffs. That will be my my birthday present for the next ten years. Just give me a photo of Trump in handcuffs. I will take it. Yeah, you know. But what's your uh, what's your third point? Uh, my third point being, you know, about the the, the discrepancy between the, the the rights. You know that that's the third point. You yeah. know about 
Let's talk about what happened when BLM, they weren't even trying to go up the Washington steps. They weren't trying to, you know, overrun the Capitol. They were walking the streets just to raise awareness. Mm -hmm. They weren't destroying any property. They weren't going out there with Molotov cocktails or guns, you know, shooting places up, trying to take the Capitol because somebody told them to. Yeah. Biden didn't tell them to do that. You know, no congressman told them to do that. They did that out of their own, like, well, because they did that because Black Lives Matter. Yeah, they didn't do it because a politician told told them to do it. They did it because Black Lives Matter. Yeah, lives matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, why they did it. Just think about it. Like, we people did this because George Floyd, a regular man, was unjustly killed. And, and before anybody jumps in and says, "Oh, he was really a criminal," this, that, the other, you really think that anybody you know who's counterfeiting deserves to be executed like that in the streets in such an inhumane way? Yeah, if you think so, you're the problem, and not not just him, by the way. Numerous, numerous people, and and we're we're you know black people, white people, Hispanics, numerous people all around the United States who have been murdered for no reason whatsoever. You know, elderly people with mental health issues that that weren't you know properly being taken care of. It's oh my gosh! There's so much of it. Just, it is, it is, and it's a discussion for for other topics yes. like healthcare reform the, and stuff like but that. But the point we'll is, but the point the point I'm trying to make is this is why people went to the streets. Why did they storm the Capitol? Was it was it because uh, there was somebody who was unjustly killed? No, because. Donald Trump lost the election. Yeah. That was their that main was it. that was the only reason they were there was because Donald Trump lost the election and they felt that if they stormed the Capitol, they might be able to okay. turn that around. So, so well, let me clarify exactly. Because yes, it was because Trump lost, but it was because Trump has been pumping them for years, telling them, I'm your guy. Yeah. I'm your guy no matter what. If I lost, it's because they stole it, so we have to steal it back. It's because Trump told them to do it. Mm-hmm. And you have Rudy Giuliani being the fucking coach in the background. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do this, that, the other. Who gets on stage and says, let's have trial by combat so we can have the country? Who in the right fucking mind ever thought that would be a good idea? Apparently Giuliani. But you know what? I can have a thousand words I want to give that man and still would never be enough. I just... What a mess. It is. It is a mess because people died. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to overstate that. Like, I do have sympathy for people who died, even if you're against me or for me. Death is, should never happen except in a natural setting, in my opinion. Yeah. People died because they rioted over a stupid cause. A police officer died because people rioted over a stupid cause. Congress was in jeopardy because people were fighting for a stupid cause. And you know what's funny about all this? Even though a Trump supporter died, even though all no, this chaos— four was, Trump supporters died. Four Trump supporters. Okay. Even though four Trump supporters died, even though they stormed the Capitol, even though they created all this chaos, Donald Trump actually accepted defeat. Yeah, he accepted defeat when all of his aides forced him to. Yeah, they had to force him to. But so, so he didn't really accept defeat. He was forced to do it. QAnon is a fucking virus on the minds oh, of these people. Also, I love all the people that are going and saying how like QAnon is underground or QAnon's the traitor and shit like that. Like, no, QAnon's but, a fucking troll and you fell for it. Yeah, it's it's a lie. It's it you was, drank the Kool Aid. You yeah, you literally drank the Kool Aid. This this was the whole thing is a lie. They were lying to you. It was so obvious. So many people could tell you. It's like, oh, this is obviously a cult. It's, but people fell for it because it's what they wanted. It's like, it sounds like this amazing, like it's everything you ever wanted. So I'm going to believe like, in it. Like here's fucking the Santa Claus. Here, here's the problem. And it speaks to America's problem as a whole. 
and Trump capitalized on it. Nobody wants to be good. Everyone just wants to feel good. Yeah. And that's the problem. We have a bunch of older generations of people indoctrinated under these, you know, these extremely far right wing and white supremacist views who fall into this, who feel entitled because they've always had it this way. Yeah. But they want that entitlement without the acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Acknowledge why you got it and then actually fight for something good. If you want to be that great, make it great. Yeah. Don't just put yourself on a platform that you have to steal from everyone else to build it and say, oh, I'm great because you fucked everyone else over in the process. We're not great. You're yeah. a thief. Yeah. Donald Trump has basically done to the American government what super churches did to Christianity. It's a conversation for another day, but yes, you're right. <laughs> you, you actually are pretty right on that one. <laughs> like, I'm just like, there's no other way to say it. Trump raped democracy. He fully raped democracy. That, that's what happened. And we are left alone and trying to figure out what we're going to do. That, that's literally what happened. And the thing is, you know, it's really funny. Even once Trump is off the White House, even if they arrest him and, and, and everything, and let's say the next four years are relatively peaceful and nothing crazy, nothing too crazy happens, right? Even after all that, I'm still going to feel like we lost. We like we literally just no, we did lost. No, that, no, no, because like, I didn't mean to like cut you off there, but like we lost no matter how you look at it. Even that we won all the fucking the the house, the senate, the presidency, we lost. Yeah, because forty percent of our country still backs Trump, and forty percent of our country is still being leveraged by the hundred and forty nine politicians who wanted yeah. to overrule. Because the real loss was. Just knowing that this happened, knowing that it can happen, uh, that people— our, our, our loss is the trust in our democracy. Yeah, and, and really putting any person above the government is, you know, people actively wanting him to run another, like, eight years. It's like, wait, no. No, we shouldn't, no matter who it is. No, no matter—Donald Trump is the shittiest possible—like, outside of him being president— like, let's say he wasn't president. That's a shitty person to want to die for. That's a terrible, like, oh, oh yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like me being like, oh, I'm going to, you know, fucking worship the, the church of Ronald McDonald. It's, you know what I mean? I mean, you do that every time you go to McDonald's. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he, he, like we, we talked about the riot and everything. Like, like, now we need to, like, we need to ask ourselves, where are we going from here? Where are we going from here? Because, yes, this happened. But the reality is we still have the Senate. We still have the House, and we do have the presidency. Now, I'll be honest, uh, Biden was nowhere close to my first pick. I think he's too much of a centrist, he's too weak-willed, and cares too much about bipartisanship over what actually needs to be done. That being said, he is in the position to actually do things. I believe uh, Bernie Sanders is about to be, um, like, uh, he's about to head like the... uh, He's handling a lot of money. I don't know what the actual position is called. I was watching it before we started recording, and it's slipping my mind. Budget committee. He's going to be in charge of the budget committee, I believe. And that's going to be great news because, like, we have a couple of progressives in the cabinet. But having Bernie be in charge of this is important because even Bernie was – it will be the first person to say – you don't even need to have my name on it because Bernie cares about policies first. He cares about good action first. If he has to take his name off something for a good policy to go through, he'll do it. And he has done it countless times. And so him being in charge of the budget committee make, is a big positive swing, in my opinion, towards something that we actually need. We have more progressives in-house now than we have you know, last two elections. Mm-hmm. So that's great news. Now that we have all of these things, the the hardest part, the biggest battle will be fighting the centrist and corporate Democrats to actually get off their ass and do something. I think that's going to be the hardest challenge. 
But until the inauguration, we still have to be afraid. Even after the inauguration, we still have to be afraid about more uprisings. There are people gathering now in other states and even trying to go back to the Capitol on the 17th, the 18th, the 19th. I think if if I were Biden or anybody really, anybody in Congress, anybody with any kind of ability to change anything, I would try my darnest to just like make sure this never happens again. Make sure we don't ever get another Trump. And I know that's, that's probably impossible. We're, it's going to happen again eventually. No, like, like but that, that is a question that a lot of legislatures are asking right now. What do we do to avoid? That's why they're talking about invoking the 25th Amendment. That's why they're talking about impeachment. Mm-hmm. That's why they're talking about all this stuff right now, because they don't ever want this to happen again. And, and you know, like I, like I said, that's why it's so important to get rid of the 149 congressmen that, that wanted to object. They are traitors, and they are the things that are blocking any true legislation to actually be put in, whether it be because they filibuster, whether it be because they they stand up and and object to anything. They'll do it because it gets them their way, even Mm -hmm. if it's not productive, because what matters to them is, you know, people believing in their message long enough that they can keep, you know, reaping the rewards. Think about it. A congressman makes like $174,000 a year. That's their salary. Name another person you know around you that makes $174,000 a year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's my point. You know, they care about their pockets. Legislation controls their pockets. They control their own paychecks. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that, that's the reason why they're fighting so much because the 40% block, as in when I, when I say that, I mean like 40% of Republicans are avid Trump supporters, like almost to the death. That's what I mean by the 40% block. That 40% block is strong enough to challenge anything, to, to override, you know, uh, votes and, and any legal calm process. And, and we don't even need to talk about legislation at that point because we've seen that this 40% block will literally cause tyranny to get what they want. And if they wanted to, they can incite these riots to do it again. And that's what makes me terrified. Yeah. That's why we need people like Cruz to step down. Or arrested, better yet. That's why we need people like Troy Niels to, 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 to step down or be arrested or removed, you know, and stuff like that. We need these people who spat in the face of democracy, our votes, our rights. They need to go. Because if they don't go, then we are openly allowing another opportunity for this to happen again. Not even just tomorrow, not just next week. This could be years from now. This could be after we die. It can still happen. Yeah. Unless new legislation is passed to stop anything like this again. I'm not the guy that, that I can say, you know, what that legislation should be. I'm not a lawmaker. I yeah. don't study politics enough. Honestly, to, I, I can figure it out either. So. I, but like, it needs to happen. Yeah. We have people in place to do this job. We just, we literally just got like, I mean, in, I, I, I guess in our lifetimes, we, ha- we haven't seen this, we didn't see this with Bush, we didn't see this with Obama, you know, um, so it's so bizarre. This is definitely something that, like, I can't see it happening with Biden. I don't think any Biden supporter would storm the Capitol no, for Biden. They wouldn't. Because, they because even people who are, who, who are like, 100% with Biden. Well, I, let, like, let's acknowledge this, this elephant in the room. The reason why Biden won was because he wasn't Trump. Exactly. That's, that's the reason. That's Nobody, no, like, we don't have to necessarily worry about a pro-Biden, you know, platform to the yeah. extent of what we saw Which here. Which is a good thing. It is, but... It also speaks to the fact that people that he only won because he wasn't Trump. Yeah. It doesn't speak to his policies. It doesn't speak to what good he can do or what ill he can do. 
And that's what worries me is that we aren't focused enough right now on what he should be doing. Yeah. But like I said, politics yeah. in itself, I am putting onto my own channel and stuff independent from this podcast and, and the company. Um, but it, this was just that such a big news. We obviously couldn't yeah. not talk about it. I, I think it's also funny that a lot of people have been doing the whole like, oh, obviously there were Antifa spies. I hear which, that. But like, that's, that's the funny thing. We hear everybody say, oh, no, this was Antifa. Antifa coming in looking like MAGA and all this. I'm like, how can you say that when there's two things against you? There were a bunch of MAGA chuds sitting there saying their name, where they're from. And you can look up their accounts. You can yeah. look up their history. It is all pro-Trump past four years and aside from that, you have a lot of them who are getting angry at other Trump supporters saying, no, why would you dismiss what I did? Mm -hmm. Why would you not acknowledge what we did? This was Trump. This was MAGA. And I'm just yeah. like, they're imploding. They're imploding. It's finally this. time. I love this so much because it's it's like, there's there's the two sides. The sides that the, the side that's like, oh, this is bad. Uh, that wasn't us. And then the side that's like, oh, that was absolutely us. What are you like, talking about? Like, l give us the credit we earn. I was like, no, I'll give you all the credit for that. Trust me, I will. Yeah. <laughs> and I love this so much because it's like people don't know what to do. And because they're finally seeing the, the truth. They're yeah. finally seeing the fact that Trump lied to them. Mm -hmm. There was a, a call. I don't know if it was uh, here in Houston, but there was a call I saw where a, a woman called the uh, her local news station and you can hear her crying on the phone. She's like, all I want to know is did Trump lie to me? And I'm like, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. I I also, I oh man, um, I also kind of love the simple fact that, um, look, if it wasn't Tifa, why weren't they doing this during the BLM protests? Right. Like, or why did we see a fuckload of MAGA flags and Trump flags? Why did we not see the Democratic Socialist flag or the Antifa flag that you see all the other times? Yeah. Uh, what does Antifa have to gain from this, too? We, because we know what the reasoning, they, they say that, that there's, there was, obviously, the vote was unfair, um, Votes were stolen. No, but that, that's the thing. So, the, but the, the, that's the, probably the one thing I agree with him about MAGA is that the votes were unfair, but they were unfair to the Democrat. They were unfair to the Democrats because of how many times did we hear Republicans complain that they didn't get to fucking see over the fucking votes or that they didn't get to watch, you know, be the poll watchers or as many as they wanted to complain this, that, and the other, fighting for harder legislation, fighting for harder laws, which in a lot of states and counties passed, and you're still saying that the vote was robbed from you? when we followed all your legislations and all your rules, we did everything you wanted and you mm -hmm. still lost. It's not us, except the problem is you. Yeah. But they won't do it. They won't do it. They won't do it. And I, like, like I said, it's, it's so obvious. I, I think sometimes you just gotta accept that you lost. But, but we're Americans. We can't accept that. Remember? <laughs> no, that's true. That's, that's the basis that Trump ran on. We're Americans. We don't lose. Let's make America great again. You know, the whole campaign. Yeah, no. Uh, man, there's so much going on. This is so just much. a layer. It is. It I, can't, is. I can't wait for the, the whole book about this um, This this whole Trump campaign. This Trump's entire presidency, the whole four years and before and after, that's that's going to be an encyclopedia right there. It's going to be a big old, big old fat Dude, yellow this, books. This it's, is going to be an entire chapter in people's history books. The yeah. Trump era. I, what I know, what I love about this is that this goes before and after. It does. This is, it does. It, it, does, it didn't start at the beginning of his presidency. This started way before that. 
way before that. Well, and- I I uh, I will let you know. I'm actually for my other series. I am working on a three part uh, mega series, I guess, because they're all going to be like an hour long video where I explain how we got here. Yeah, I'm researching how we got here, so I'll let you know if you want to actually really know when that happens. Yeah, I, I'm I'm re- yeah. Actually, do let me know because that sounds interesting. Yeah, because but- I, I want because because. Ultimately, what it is is that we're experiencing a unique time in history where both of our parties are imploding, but for very different reasons. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I want to cover in that series, but I'll leave that kind of conversation point for that. Yeah. So if you guys want to hear me on that, I will definitely let you know in the future whenever stuff like that's available. Um, but this is not the time to be promoting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, uh, that whole thing was absolutely insane. Uh, everybody, I'm glad that something's being done about it. Apparently, um, we're we're catching some of the people who went out there and stole documents. Again, and, again, they should never have even been able to get home. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's also just briefly going to mention. Um, didn't they? Didn't Trump send out the entire like? What was it? Uh, was it the Navy? No, no, no. No, uh, Trump didn't send anybody out. Let's be clear. Trump did not send anybody out. No, but I'm talking about during BLM. Oh yeah, no, he sent out. He sent out uh, the what was it? He sent out the ATF. He sent out the DEA. He sent out the Capitol Police. He sent out DHS. He sent out you know obviously the National Guard. He, there were many other people who were there voluntarily, such as a Texas prison, you know, security team was there. Mm-hmm. They were there in full riot gear, no police patches anywhere. And that's the biggest thing. He sent out federal agents who have no bearing, who have no markers to kidnap people off the streets and put them in unmarked vans. Oh, my God, I will never stop talking about that, how we literally had a Gestapo. And then, and then, a few months later, we're over here. Storming the Capitol. And we're surprised? And nothing happened? What? Wait, like, wait, like, wait. Where, where is the entire U.S. fucking military? Come on, guys. Right? Really? Like, it's we, the Capitol. When, when the BLM protesters were there, the, the fucking cops were armed days before they even got there. Mm-hmm. But when Magachuds had been there for fucking days before this happened, we're all going to act surprised and be unprepared? No. You saw police officers high-fiving and taking selfies with the rioters. You saw them essentially let them in. There's discrepancy about what that means because you see the Trump supporters fucking pulling open the barricades. Here's a fact. You see cops standing there kind of backing up. They let them in. And there the, is no two ways about it. And I love the fact that Everybody who stormed the Capitol has a phone, and we're taking pictures. No, not just taking pictures. A lot of them were live streaming. They were fucking periscoping. So this is extremely well documented, meaning you can't be like, what? Like, dude, it's there. Dude, the governor of Maryland had all the fucking National Guard at the border ready. They said, Trump, let us know. And Trump said no. Trump did not let the National Guard come in from Maryland. We were ready. Mm-hmm. And he said no. He wanted this. He wanted this because it, it's... Yeah. Well, we don't even have to say why. It's, this was his last stand. I know. This, this was, was his last chance to take power. Yeah, it's so it's it's so transparent. Trump is so transparent about what he wants and what he's willing to do, which is anything. 
But the thing is, is because he's so charismatic and appeals to white culture, of course he won. Because who's running everything? The Republicans who are AKA pretty much white culture leaders yeah. in our in our democracy, who do everything they can from gerrymandering to restricting votes to do to, to doing whatever they can to make it harder. They'll fucking close polling locations to make people wait hours and make lines last for miles to vote. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like th- this can't be seen as lawful. This cannot be seen as something good. It just can't. Yeah. No. It's uh. It's embarrassing. It, it just straight up is embarrassing. It truly is embarrassing. Yeah. And being a white man myself, it, I am appalled. Like I knew, like you know, white people in general, we don't have a great track record. It's I like. There's no two ways about it. We have a horrible track record with how we treat people and how we treat our employees and and you know neighbors and X Y Z and stuff like that. There are tons of good white people, of course. But when you have a history of people doing fucked up things, and you, when you have people in power who do these fucked up things that are all technically legal, so we we're okay with it that doesn't make it right yeah that makes me appalled by who we are and the image that that i carry just being a white man i'm not saying oh woe is me i don't i don't want people to think that that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i'm proud to be who i am and and i'll fucking walk around with my chin held high yeah but this imagery is not good not in the fucking slightest no it's not and, and i i want to do what i can to help correct it it really it really sucks so much because you literally just told the world Anybody can can come to our to our most sacred buildings and, and trample on it and trample on it, steal stuff, and we're not going to do anything about it because we have an idiot in office and because people will worship that idiot and and it's it's just like oh. it's apocryphal. I mean, it's apocryphal. It's sad. It's disappointing because we've told every other country out there, look how weak we are. Yeah. That's what we did. We showed every country out there we are so weak and so fragile, even our own fucking idiots and rednecks can come out and take and, over and us. And I'll be honest, before Trump, we were still— like, We had a very strong image, but our infrastructure was terrible. Yeah, no, no. Our handling was People terrible. People still hated us. Rightfully so, may I add. We, we, we've done a lot of bad things as a country. And now— oh, even to ourselves. Even to ourselves. And now— now, not only have not only did we okay, we're, we're the we're the jock. We are both the jock. We we are both the jock in in this whole situation, and we're also the the dweeb who keeps getting his head jammed in the toilet. You know, like every fucking uh, stereotype ever. We we are. Oh, not even. We're the fucking loony guy who blames that everything's the problem while making things worse for himself. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah, we are embarrassing. It, it's, it's, it's it's a shame. It's you a know? shame. It, I, I'm it, like I like I I'm okay with being the madman out of my friends. I'm yeah. okay with annoying everyone with the fucking truth about this. Yeah. But when you're proven right, I got to say it's some. I hate to be right about this, but it's some good feeling to be right. You yeah, know, because we we know we've been right. We know. And we keep we trying knew to. This t- was coming. We keep trying to tell people. I almost kind of wish I could time travel, right, and like go back in time and be like. By the way, and so and so and so and so, mark my words, this is going to happen, and I want to see what the reactions would be because it would probably be, it would probably be like, oh, we would never do that. Well, obviously, hindsight being twenty twenty, if I knew this was happening, I would have voted a little. I would have done what I could to help Kulkarni win. I would have been like, dude, what? Let me know how it can help you. Let me know how I can help you. But you know, this is just a lesson for the future. You know, I, I think we've exhausted as many viewpoints and frustrations as we can out of this. It's difficult. It's difficult to digest. It's difficult to accept that this happened to us. 
you know, and at the same time, kind of an examination of just reality, like the rest of the of, of our peers, I don't know if you've seen this, but I've definitely seen this. Nobody seems to be that phase or like, oh, that happened. And then they just go back on with their lives. Like, no, do you not understand the full ramifications of what just happened? Of course you don't, because we're dumbed down. Mm-hmm. We're, we're treated like babies by corporations who rule us. We are so attracted to the latest and greatest tech and all the new shiny things that we've just become emotional husks of real people. We're not Americans. We're, we're fucking, we're, we're just statistics. That's yeah. what we are. And the thing is like, yeah, it really, and the, the reason this isn't all that, sh- and it's shocking, but. It's like both shocking and not. Yeah, it's like, like, of course they did that. That's not how to character. They said they were going to do this. I know, but. Like. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess I guess Heath Ledger said it best as the Joker. You know, if it's go if it goes according to plan, nobody's going to lose their mind. You know, we all knew this was coming. No wonder everyone on the streets doesn't care because we knew this was coming and yeah. we did nothing about it. Yeah, it. it I hate it, but you know, it, it really does. It really does fit here. Yeah. This was all according to Trump's plan. We knew it was happening. No wonder nobody shocked. And that also, I think, is going to be the biggest reason why I'm afraid. Not much is going to get done about this. I'm, That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, what I'm hoping is we do our best as a country to not just leave it behind, but see what happened, examine what happened, and grow from there. Like, like get, get the Trump example and see, okay, what led to this? Why are we here now? Why are we trying to fix this? You know, and it, it, that's not even a hard. That's not even like the bulk of like a lot of work to do. We have all the information. We know. We know what led us here. So yeah. we just got to take the information, categorize it appropriately, and say, okay, how do we stop this? How do we stop this? How do we stop this? The, the biggest worry I have though is it's just knowing that Trump supporters aren't gonna change. No, they're not. What, they're even, not. Even even if even if after all this they're like, ah, oh, Donald Trump, what an asshole. Like even after all that. A new Trump will come up, a new person with a shining personality. And, and he's probably not as stupid. That's the thing that makes me afraid. He's probably going to be really smart. Mm-hmm. He's he he young and suave and knows how to talk to people. He's what, he's what terrifies me, is a smart Trump. Yeah, I, I, just, I just love the idea that these people who maybe read the Bible at some point and saw the description of the Antichrist actually follow the Antichrist. Right. Like, literally, this is a man who, who, who promises everything. He promises- I hate, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right now. Every, like, super Trump, you know, follower that claims to be Christian can go fuck themselves. They are not Christians. You wanna know why? Your king, your savior, Jesus Christ, was a fucking socialist. Mm-hmm. There was a whole cleansing of the temple because he didn't like how people monetized and made business on the, you know, the sanctity of, ta- of temple grounds. He was there and helped, you know, the, the whores and, and, and you know, the, the, the tax collectors and the lame and X, Y, Z. He helped them. Yeah. He did what he could because he said if a rich man has wealth, he should give it to the poor. I mean, these people, and a lot of them, would probably be okay. Like if somebody was like, hey— uh, so right next to this uh, picture of, of of our Lord Jesus Christ, we're thinking about erecting a statue of Donald Trump. So I'm sure because hmm. uh, that's what I think about when I think divinity. Yeah, because nothing screams divinity like Trump stakes. Like, like I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be open and honest. I'm not a I'm not a Christian. I'm not a religious person. Um, I grew up in the church, so I, I know all about it. I, I know. I don't know all about it, but I, I know enough, you know, to be able to call out bullshit when I see it. Yeah. You know, this is hypocrisy at its finest. Oh, yeah. And I will say there's still a lot of biblical teachings I still follow because they're good teachings. Um, 
it, it, it's just I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not surprised. I'm just ashamed. Yeah, yeah. Because their vote counts just as much as yours, and you can obviously see that it shouldn't. I'm in this one example. I'm going to say this: in this one example with Trump, it should not have counted. Exactly. But like I said, questions for like where we go from here and whatnot. You know, these are the things that we leave in the hands of our legislators, and I hope they, I hope they finally get off their ass and do the right thing. I hope they finally say, you know what? No, we cannot risk this ever again. Mm-hmm. I hope they do what's right, and and until we get another election cycle, we'll leave it in their hands. You know, I, I talk about this and ramble on in my personal life about this all the time. Um, I'm happy we got to talk about it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad we kind of waited a couple of days because I, I honestly didn't know if more shit was going to happen or not. I think for now it's fine. It's calmed. Mm-hmm. Um, now I kind of would. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah but I, yeah. I am, you know, to just to sum it up, I am terrified. I am scared. I'm truly scared. I like, I hate to say that I have the privilege of being white. Mm-hmm. It will take me far, but at the same time, there's enough about me that, you know, you don't see on the surface that was against this kind of rhetoric. That's against what the Republican and, you know, pro MAGA, you know, team wants. And not even just for me. Obviously, I'm terrified for anybody else. You know, obviously black people, obviously Asians, Arabics, you know, uh, Mexicans, Hispanics in general. Everyone who's not white, I'm scared for. Mm. Everyone who's not straight, I'm scared for, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not, I'm not afraid of these next four years. I'm actually kind of afraid of what comes after. Cause I'm, I'll be honest, like, I'm not worried that Biden's going to start a, a coup. I'm not, I'm not worried that, that Biden has some kind of cult personality cause he doesn't. No. And which is great. I'm so happy about that. Of course. Cause he, he actually wants things to go as they're supposed to go. That's probably one of the biggest things I like about him right now is that he wants the process to work as the process is meant to work. Yeah. But I'm, I'm more afraid of whoever he has to run against or, or you know what? I'm hoping that we, we, we get somebody. Who maybe he's the anti-Trump. He's in, in the best way possible, of course. I mean this as in like this is literally somebody so great, which I oh mean it's so hard to imagine somebody who's pure and wants to fix everything and cares about everyone from all backgrounds. It's like well, what? But is progressive see. and forward-looking? I mean, well, ugh. well, like I said, there there is a rise of progressives in Congress now, and this I've heard uh, from several friends that there is no better uh, excuse to be given than what happened here for you know stopping police brutality and stuff like that, for supporting Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. This is the greatest example. This is the greatest piece of evidence ever. To never let it have uh, to for us to never have another Republican in our lifetime. That, that's possible. I mean, yeah, it really is possible. Especially if they're so willing to do everything for one. Yes, uh, like, this is probably if we do it right. This is probably the greatest chance for a progressive reform in the next six, ten, twelve years. Because it does show the flaw with Republicans right now. The the, yeah. the, the biggest thing right now is the next election. That I, I think is going to like in two years for for Congress. Yeah, I think that's going to be the largest. Um, tell of our future because if we keep having more progressives in, I think we got a good chance. Yeah, but if Republicans take back either the House or the Senate, that's where I'm scared because that tells me no, they still have a very strong basis that isn't going anywhere. That this wasn't enough to fizzle out that flame. That's what scares me. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But you know that that that's that's my final thoughts. I, I, I I'm with you. Yeah. I, I hope you know things go out better. Yeah. Than how we came into this year. Yeah. I hope we have, you know, the reforms and legislation that we need. 
but I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. I think we literally said everything we could. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like like I said, I have been spouting this for for weeks, even before the the coup and everything. I've been pissing off family and friends alike, you know. But it, it's you know, if you're not if you're not making enemies, are you even doing it right? I guess <laughs> that's kind of the mindset I've been going with. That's fair, you know. Yeah, no, I um, I'm not really talking to relatives on Facebook, but um, I'm pretty sure most of them are. Pretty anti-Trump. Um, oh man, I I actually did unfriend a person or two, and, and you know what? I haven't used Facebook in a while, but I unfriend just because I was like, you know, you're pissing me off. It's it's like you're obviously not listening to me. You're right. I'm trying to help you because to be to, to be honest, like I'm not saying oh oh yeah we should we should hang all these people. It's like no 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 we should help them. We should try to help them, and if they don't listen, then fuck, they're dumb. Right? <laughs> they literally don't want to listen. They and especially after this, it's like, come on. Like no, like there's literally a passage in the Bible. Don't ask me where it is. I couldn't tell you, but I love it so much that's why I have it memorized. Um, where it, to paraphrase, it basically says, you know, don't try to preach, preach to a man who talks too much. You'll never get through to them. Mm. And yeah, you're right. Don't preach to somebody who won't listen to you, who talks too much to even have a chance to listen to you. Because you'll never get through. Yeah. They, they've made up their minds. And that's fine. That's fine if you've made up your mind. But you know what? I still kind of care about the little nuances and details about things. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just, I'm exhausted from all this. I, I, that's the bottom line. I, I I'm think exhausted. I'm ready to stop. Yeah, I think I've, I've said everything I need to say. I, I'm, I, I want to go back to, to dark, creepy shit, which we will do. Yeah. Which, speaking of, it's time to really uh, get in some news and details uh, about what's going on, about some things that I had planned for the podcast. Okay. Um, because of the holiday season was going on, everyone who was working on this, you know, even the artists and you know other stuff, like we've we've all been busy in our personal lives, which is a big reason why we took the the unscheduled hiatus. Um, I did lose my grandma right before we went on this hiatus, which was a big kind of driving force for why I wasn't available. Um, but it's been long enough; mm-hmm. time to get back to it. Um, but for obvious reasons with the American political system and job market and coronavirus as it is, things are still hard. Yeah. So for the foreseeable future, um, we will eventually get back to a normal cycle. But for the foreseeable future, we will be going on a uh, every two-week basis for right now. Yeah, until um, we can get back to speed. Because not only will that like give us time to like heal from everything that's been going on, and you know, get to an appropriate place that we can get stable again. This also gives us time to like really refine our research, and you know, possibly even like get some episodes recorded on the back burner, so that way we can get back out to you know once a week, uh, like I really want to. Yeah. Um. I know whenever we started this podcast, uh, this was something you had suggested a long time ago about doing it every two weeks, and I was very much against it. But I think we we I I personally hit that point where it, there's just no avoiding it. If we want the show to continue, like I very much want to, and I know you do, um, this is just how it's going to have to go for right now. Yeah, I and mean, I, I understand that sometimes you know we got to make sacrifices in order for us to you know heal or or just work more comfortably. You know, there's something wrong with like I I I really do believe that there's something nothing wrong with. Taking a bit of time to help yourself out. No, and, and we yeah. should have a system that supports that. Yeah, yeah. But that goes back into politics, and like I said, that's that's an independent yeah. show for yeah, this. That's right. That that's def- an independent that show. Definitely go straight into politics right there. I can just go whoop. 
You know? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but long story short, man, like this is like I have high hopes for where we're going, you know, for it with the podcast and the company. I don't know if you've checked it recently, but we have been hitting new milestones with uh, people watching every day. Oh, damn. Yeah, like we. Um, we used to, like, when we first started, obviously, with no advertisement and whatnot, we'd get, like, maybe 10, 50 people listening every day. Now, if it if the trends continue, we're getting anywhere from, like, 150 to 200 people listening every day. And th- this had stopped while we were on hiatus. Yeah. But in the last week, I had been seeing these spikes. That's awesome. It is. And, and I want, this is a big reason also I wanted to get back into it because I was like, you know what? We have to, you know, get ahead of this. Like, we make good content. We have people who tell us we make good content all the time. They also tell us where we can improve, and that's where we try to improve. Um, I know this is, like I said, a very informal episode from how our format should be, but when it comes to, you know, something like storming the Capitol, you can't really prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we are definitely going back to our normal format. Um from this episode being released on this Tuesday that you listened to, I don't remember the date off the top of my head. What's today? The 9th? The 10th? Yeah, no, it's the 10th. Okay, so on the 12th, when this episode comes out, uh, from there on, it will be every two weeks, uh, we will release a new episode until you know we can get back to on a weekly cycle. Yeah. Because like I said, um, th- this break from the podcast will also you know afford us the time for other projects that we're working on for, the co- for uh, Network Nexus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be able to get other stuff uh, off the ground, and that's that's kind of why we need the cushion. Yeah. But when we get those going, uh, we you guys will obviously be the first to know, and you know, hopefully by then our our podcast can go back to every week. I, I really hope. I think we can get there before the summer. That's my personal goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something I'm going to hold everyone to. I just want to see if we can get there. Yeah. No, you know? I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for whatever we need to do. Yeah, I'm excited because yeah. we are also about to hit over 10k plays on all of our episodes. Sweet, 10k was a lot. That's a lot. We got yeah. very like we got very close to to that by the end of, the, of last year. We were like almost 8k, and then like with the past week alone, we got another two, uh, almost 2k. That's so cool. Yeah, it, it, it's. I'm enjoying this. I'm loving it. I can't see. I can't wait to see where else we go. Yeah, I'm with you right there. Um, I'm ba- I'm gl- glad we're back. Glad we uh we we're we're making new episodes again. Absolutely, I already have like five other episodes we're researching because we got two new researchers now. Yeah. Um. So it's just a matter of getting them to understand how we write our scripts. Uh, that, that's really the hardest thing right now. But most of them seem to be getting it pretty pretty easily from the other ones that we have too. Uh. So getting episodes out is going to be a piece of cake. It's just a matter of scheduling right now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. We, if we have other good news or other things to share with you, you guys will obviously be the first to know. Just check out all of our uh, social media, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I think this is, this is a good stopping point. I think this is where we're going to go. I, I need a stiff drink after all this, man. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I would say the same thing, but I got to wrap home. So. No, you're good. But, yeah, uh, we love you all. We can't wait to see you in another two weeks. Bye. Later. Later.